0: Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for laughter. Thank you for thanksgiving. Thank you for today. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And so we pray that you, Holy Spirit, would change us from the inside out as we open up your word and dive into your scriptures. We love you, and we bless you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 So um, we had two thanksgivings. I was with my mom and my dad, my wife, and and, uh, her dad, and there was about... Seven of us on, on Wednesday evening. And you know, those are the two families you understand. You got to kind of pick and choose. And, and so we sometimes rotate the days. So, with my, my, my family on Wednesday evening, and then Thanksgiving Day, we went to Vanessa's family. And that was about 40 people, 40 or so in, in one house. It was not a big house, it was an intimate house. It was a good time. And then, you know, when we're about to eat, because someone will holler this everybody, come on in. We're about to say, Grace. We're about to say grace, and we did that. So everybody comes in, we're outside, we get in a big circle, we're about to say grace, and you ever wondered where that came from? Because we're gonna pray, but where does we're about to say grace or we're gonna say grace come from? And I I wanted to look it up, because I go, we're praying, we're really saying thank you, but where does that word grace come from? And it goes back to its Latin roots, uh, which is gratia, and that means all thanks be to God, in Latin, in Spanish, Thank you is what? Gracias, yeah. In in Italian, what's thank you? Grazie, thank you very much. And so when we say let's give grace or let's say grace, we're really just saying let's just give thanks to God. And so we got in our circle to to say grace and my wife is a first grade teacher and they have this idea called the gratitude jar. And maybe some of you have this in your homes but in the the classroom it goes around and everybody takes a, a turn Putting something in the gratitude jar that they're thankful for. And so essentially, that's what we did. We went around the circle, the 40 or so people, and we're like, listen, 20 seconds or less, or you get passed up, because we got a lot of people, and the food's ready. And so we went around the circle, and, and we, we quickly realized, man, this has, been, this has been a year. This has been some kind of year, or years, depending on how you want to spin it or flip it, uh, good or bad, it, it's been a year. And we went down the list, and We had two deaths in our family this year. We had one heart attack, one individual had a stroke. We had one near-death car accident where a family member who was pregnant and her her boyfriend, the the, the car flipped over, they were hit. We had um, surgeries, knee surgeries, hip replacements. We had job layoffs, but then as we went around and said, man, it's been some kind of year, it was always then partnered with, yeah, but look what God did. I had a heart attack, but I also got to see my, my four grandbabies have birthdays. I was in a near-death car accident. True story. But then a week later, gave birth to my baby girl, healthy and perfect condition, and everybody's all good in Jesus' name. That goes in the gratitude jar. We're, we're, we're saying Grace. Somebody got a new job. We were mostly healthy. We had this and that. Surgeries were mostly healthy. We had family to gather around. <laughs> we had spouses to support us. And not everybody agreed in our circle that they had support from their spouses. But we had spouses to support us. And then a handful of us said, and we got Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Come on, somebody. We're still in church today. We got Jesus. Look what God did. We went around and said grace and I saw one online survey said that people who stop and practice gratitude, they increase sleep by 25%. That's pretty good. It, it, uh, people that stop and practice gratitude, they say grace, it helps reduce overeating. It helps lower their blood pressure, probably because you didn't eat that second plate because you were already happy. Uh, it, it increases optimism. I'm just, I'm just so thankful. I'm thinking it's going to work out. I'm thinking it's going to be okay. It improves pain tolerance, and so some of us came to church today because you need a gratitude adjustment, come on. You need a gratitude adjustment today because you haven't been thanking God or thanking people or thanking anybody. You're not a contributor, you've been a consumer, and so you came to church today to get a gratitude adjustment. God wants to adjust our perspective. God wants to adjust your heart posture. He wants to align your thoughts with his thoughts, and he wants to produce a spirit of thanksgiving in you, not just give a thanksgiving day for you. Now, I'm gonna say it again, because it was good. God wants to produce a spirit of thanksgiving in you, not just a day of thanksgiving for you. And so the message title, if you like to write down message titles, and I worked hard on it, there were several, and I narrowed it down to this, is don't forget to say grace. Don't forget to say grace. And if you got your Bibles, would you go to Luke chapter 17, Matthew, Mark, Luke. It is the third gospel account, the gospel according to Luke. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I'm going to read Luke 17, verses 11 to 9. It's a story about ten men that have a disease called leprosy. And they're waiting outside the city gates, and Jesus passes by, and they cry out to him. Luke 17, verse 11, I'll read through 19. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Now, here's what's important. You can just miss this stuff. And so I'm going to give you some, some Bible study for a minute. And then I got some points I want to give you. But Jesus is along the border between Samaria and between Galilee. Now who lived in Galilee? Mostly Jews. Who lived in Samaria? The Samaritans. Jews and Samaritans hated each other. And so Jesus goes, well, I'm not going to walk through Samaria to get to Jerusalem. I'm not going to walk through Galilee to get to Jerusalem. I'm going to walk right down the middle because that's what I do. I mend the divide. So Jesus is walking along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, how many men? Ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. They, they stood at a distance from Jesus. Why? Because if you had leprosy, that's what you had to do. You were ostracized and you had to live outside the city walls. Now, leprosy was a disease. It was a skin disease. And there were you no know, modern medicines that we have today. And so a lot of times you would have um, uh, skin diseases that would be so bad that they would lose and break off fingers. They would get so, so uh, crippled they would break toes off and limbs off it was also a catch-all phrase for any skin disease and they had to be at a distance because they would yell unclean unclean and so you got to be at a distance because if I get too close to you I'm, I'm gonna catch leprosy which is not the case but that's what they thought and so they're at a distance and verse 13 and they called out in a loud voice what they say Jesus master so they've been saying their whole life Unclean, unclean, and maybe for the first time, they have a different sound. And it sounds like this. Jesus, and they're smart enough to say, Master. I wonder how many people came to church today, and you have been calling God, God, but you have never cried out and said, Master. I wonder how many church people we got today, getting ready for Christmas, and, and you, you know Jesus, and, and, and whether you're close or at a distance, you called him Jesus, but you've never called him Master. But these men knew there was something about Jesus. They say, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priest. And that's important because if you wanted to be welcomed back into the group, back into the family, back into the city walls, you had to prove that you were healed by showing yourselves to the priest. But you get healed first, then you go see the priest. They say, I want to be clean. I want to be healed. And Jesus says, then go go to the priest. And it says, and as They went. There's so much to preach in this passage, it's too easy. And as they went, God has told some of you, you got to go. I got a breakthrough and a blessing for you. And you've been sitting around going, God, just show me something. Give me a sign. Give me more. Give me provision. And he says, listen, as you went, it will come. As you went, the blessing will come. As you went, the breakthrough will take place. As you went. And God wants you to know, you got to go. You got to get to the as you went type of life. As you went, as they went. They were cleansed in verse 15. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back. How many came back? One of them came back. I wonder if you're the one. Praising God in the loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and it points out he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? That was one of my other titles that I was gonna choose Where are the other nine? In verse 18, has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner. And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Never underestimate the power of gratitude and thanksgiving. Why? Because just like the one leper when he realized that he was cleansed, he came back. And gratitude in our lives causes us to pause and redirect our attention to Jesus. I'm gonna say it again because I want you to write that down. Gratitude causes us to pause and redirect our attention to Jesus. That's what it does. But I know that you know that gratitude is a decision. It's something you gotta practice. It's not just a I'm always feeling grateful. No, gratitude's a decision. And and, and this story proves it because ten of them got the same experience. This story is proof that a group of people can all experience the same thing, but only one of them come back knowing the blessing came from God. Gratitude's a decision, and so I want to give you four gratitude statements that you can decide to make and declare over your life. Here's the first one. Gratitude says, whatever I have that's good is from God. That's what gratitude sounds like. Whatever I have that's good is from God. In James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. My son, uh, Levi, has recently started locking his doors. Parents, raise your hand if you're with me. You've experienced this before. Your child has started to lock doors. Okay, my son's five. He shouldn't be locking anything. He can barely even reach it. But he's decided he wants to lock doors to his room. He's all up in his sister's room, but she can't come in his room, you know? Playing with her stuff, but he doesn't want... Anybody coming in to mess up the way he organized the Legos or his drawing that he put together. And, and uh, my, my daughter got a dog recently, and the dog's all up in his room sniffing stuff and eating stuff, and he's, he's locking the door. And so I had to have a conversation with him. I said, Levi, here's the deal, man. This is not your room. This is my room, okay? This is, this is more like a nice Airbnb that you're going to lease for 18 years for free. This is my place, and we had to have that conversation and said, listen, there's the king that lives here, that's me. There's the queen, that's your mom. Your sister's the princess, who are you? The prince, that's right. Just so we know. And then I, I, I kinda started getting into it and I started going over to the clothes. I said, see this shirt that doesn't fit me? This is my shirt. <laughs> started touching this bed, this is my bed. And I got to remind them because it happens even last night. I, I was, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, this dude doesn't even know what I'm preaching, but it's happening already. He's on the couch, not, on, he was on the couch, went, went over here to eat something, and then someone sat down in and, and, and his spot. He's like, that's my spot. What you talking about? That's my spot. I'm like, listen, remember what we talked about? I'm the king. Who are you? I'm the prince. That's right. <laughs> that's right. As I was going and, and I, I, I can get into it and just my God started telling me, No, 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 no. I'm the king. This is not even your room, Travis. This is not even your this is not your house. This is not your stuff. This is not your couch. It all belongs to you. It's so easy at five years old or fifty years old to start living like you've done some things. To start living like you've earned some stuff. Like like, like I've I've done some stuff, I've earned it, I've worked for it, I unapologetically deserve all the things in my life. But how many of you know that if the blessing doesn't turn into praise, it'll quickly turn into pride? If the blessing from God doesn't turn into praise to him, oh, I'm so thankful, God, it'll turn into pride in your life. But I haven't earned or deserved God's favor, we just have it. It's just on us. And in and and, and verse 15 in the story, the leper comes back and, and it says he came back not in a quiet voice, in a loud voice. And I know that we like to just be, you know, conservative with our praise sometimes. And we just, we're right here, right here with our praise. But sometimes you got to get loud with your praise. Sometimes you got to use your voice and sometimes you got to use your hands and you got to start saying, God... I'm just so grateful for what you've given me. Like this man, I'm not going to be a quiet about it. I'm going to be loud about it. I wonder if we can just take five seconds and give God some loud praise. Would you just do that? Or would you just give God some loud praise today and say thank you, God. It's not a quiet praise, it's a loud praise. God, we're grateful for everything you've given us. God, it's a loud praise. Come on, stand to your feet if you've got something to shout about and give God praise today. I'm coming back to God. I'm grateful, it's a loud praise, it's a hallelujah praise, it's the highest praise. I'm so thankful I got breath. I'm so thankful I got life. I'm so thankful he's blessed me. I got kids, I got a job, I got things I can be blessed about. I'm so thankful, it's a loud praise to God. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. Everything that's good in my life comes from God. I won't forget to say grace because I know whatever in my life that's good and great, it came from him. Here's number two. Number two, this is what gratitude says. Whatever I've been given is enough. Uh Uh-oh. Whatever I've been given is enough. That's what gratitude sounds like. Philippians 4.19 says, and my God will meet all your needs. Last time I checked, all is all. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So gratitude says, I can plan for more. I can desire more, but I'm not hurting and anxious for more. Because God promises that I have enough. I recently helped my, uh, my father-in-law uh, sell a car. He got a new car, and so we sold his old car. It was a 2008. I did the math. That's 14 years. Anybody younger than 14 in the house today, in church today? We got a few people, 14. How old are you? Right here, yeah, 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 right there, right there. How old are you, how old are you? You're 10, you were born in what, what year? 2012, make you feel old real fast, (laughs) 2012. I got married in 2012, woo! So this car was four years older than you. 2008, Nissan Altima, 187,000 miles. I don't know if that's a lot to you, that's a lot to me. I got about 65,000 on my car whether that's a little or a lot, 187,000 felt like a lot to me, 2008 Nissan Altima. And the thing about this car, we are trying to sell it, and, and I helped, I just took some pictures and posted it, uh, it was a salvage title. Okay, salvage just means at one point in its life, it got an accident, and the cost to fix the car was more than the actual value of the car. You follow me so far? That's what salvage means. It doesn't mean that it's a terrible vehicle, which means that at one point they looked at it. How much does it cost to fix it? 10000 It's worth five. It's salvage, right? We can't, we can't salvage this one. And so we posted it, salvage title. It was worth about 3500 as is, sold it for about 3300 And the guy that came down, met us downtown San Diego, I was with my father in law, and he saw the car, and he looked at it and he went, Woo! That's the nicest car I've ever seen in my life. And he got in and he said, I've never ever driven anything like this this is more than i need and i was both convicted and blessed by the gratitude on this man's life because he got it he he, he got it he got a perspective of gratitude he, he believed that what he'd been given was enough in fact it was more than enough and so let me ask you when was the last time you took inventory of your life to see god what have you given me what, what are the, the ordinary things in your life that to somebody else would be a miracle? I, I, got a, I got a job today. There's somebody else praying for a job. The job that you don't like anymore, that you prayed and fasted for, that you don't want anymore, someone else wants it. Kids. You, you got kids. It's just, oh, I just got family. Everybody's got kids. Everybody's got family. There's somebody that doesn't. The ordinary stuff, what are the things I got? I got a, a job, I have kids, I thank God for my church. Thank you, God, for my health. Thank you, God, for all the things in my life. Come on. All the 10 lepers wanted was an ordinary life. That's all they want. They just wanted normal stuff. One of them came back with a posture of gratitude and said, Lord, you've, you've healed me. Because it's getting the life of a leper real fast. My whole life, I've been outside the city. I can't get married, I can't have friends, I I can't eat with normal, I'm just ostracized. 10 get the blessing, one comes back with a spirit of gratitude and says, man, what you've given me with this body is enough, it's more than enough. All I want is just this. That's what gratitude says. Gratitude says whatever good in my life that I have is from God. Gratitude says whatever I've been given is enough. Here's number three. Gratitude says whatever I'm going through has purpose. Whatever I'm going through has purpose. First Thessalonians 5:18 says, "Give thanks in all circumstances. for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances." See, God's will for you is that no matter what you're going through in life good, bad, ugly or uncertain, you can still say, "Thank you, God, because in your hands, everything I go through has purpose. Everything I go through has purpose. One of my favorite um, uh, Instagram follows is God Behind Bars. And if you don't follow God Behind Bars, I'd encourage you after service to go follow God Behind Bars. I I love seeing it come up in my feed on Instagram. And this is an account uh, made for uh, inmates, both men and women, who are serving lengthy sentences behind bars. But have then met Jesus and their life have been redeemed. And so and one that came up on my feed this week was a guy named Samuel, and it always catches my eye. Oh, there it is, guy behind bars, what are they posting? And it was a testimony about a guy named Samuel, and he shared about his life, uh, since uh, he was a little boy, gangs, uh, drugs, violence, anger, uh, crime, robbery, et cetera, et cetera, his whole life until it caught up with him, and now he's serving a life sentence in prison. But in 2005, he met Jesus. Come on, somebody. He met Jesus behind bars and it changed his life completely. He gave his life to Christ, and now Samuel, this many years later, 17 years later, after meeting Jesus, is now the pastor in prison to the other prisoners. God redeemed it. Whatever he went through has purpose. And I don't know who this is for, but I just. I think there's somebody that came to church today that needs to know that what you're going through today has purpose it's not insignificant it's not wasted it's it's not meaningless it is significant what you're going through the illness is significant the, the job loss has purpose to it the change in plans the ending of one relationship the beginning of another one has significance the classes you're taking and I just feel like maybe there's a a A young person, a high school student, a college student, a college grad, somebody that's in this in-between season going, I got this little part-time thing here. This is just a, 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 it's not even purposeful. No, it's got purpose in God's hands. It's got purpose in God's hands. And he wants you to know it's not meaningless. He's doing something. God's making something out of you. He's making you better. He's preparing you for something even greater that you can't even imagine. It has purpose. Whatever I'm going through Has purpose. That's what gratitude says. But if you don't have gratitude, you can just step over it and miss it. But gratitude makes us stop. And look where I'm at and puts our attention to Jesus. Jesus, look what you're doing in my life. God, you're you're making things work out. I'm going to give thanks in all circumstances. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to say grace even now because whatever I'm going through has purpose. Here's the last one. Number four. Gratitude says, and this is very timely as we go into the Christmas season because I know we're all making lists and checking them twice. Number four is whatever gift I'm asking for will never compare to the gift I've already been given. Whatever gift I'm asking for in this season of my life will never compare to the gift that I've already been given. 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Your Bible translation may say, unexplainable. Over gracious gift. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, his miraculous gift. This gift that I can't put words into, thanks be to God. And so in this season when you have that heart posture of gratitude, you, you, you just it causes you to stop almost to a place where I, I just, I don't want to move. I want to redirect my attention to Jesus because I know that no matter what I'm asking for, it will never compare to the gift I've already been given. I want to, uh, before we close and we're going to take communion together, so hang around, I want to show you this video. This video is of a, a tribe in Indonesia that has been praying and asking God for the New Testament Bible to be translated in their own language. And I want you to watch and witness the spirit of gratitude that's on this group of people. Darana, nundi ibu daib na gigip memero. Daran memero kum. Pok yonama nundi gele kia omoladlam ziyang wenena. Memero puku wenena out kemila map. Doh wenena anisi aniyalemla abwa nimbabi elula map. Pok memero kum nia omoladlam ziyang wenena. Omii nimbabi kete po. Seni lima po. Shum nundi wenena nundi ibu nisin. Mati utsamve wahiu. <muchas> <muchas> Qui <dit à> ce <muchas> Voilà, <muchas> <muchas> I'm and and I saw that video at a worship event a few weeks back, and it just wrecked me. And to witness that moment, which was everything for them, everything for them, to get the New Testament, which I have right here, and I've had my whole life. In my own language, in fact, in my phone in the back, I can go and look up different languages. I can look up different interpretations. I can look up that in poetry and spoken word and hip-hop. I can look, look up God's word any way I want to look up God's word. I can find it. But to see a people that just have something so simple, and what was it? It was the words of Jesus, because the New Testament is the words, the life, and the story of the person of Jesus Christ. And so gratitude, was all over him. I want to have that heart. I want, to, I want to be like the one leopard that came back. Because watch what happens in the end of the story. The last verse, he comes back in a loud voice praising Jesus. And Jesus says, Were there, where are the other nine? And I don't know. Was there no one besides us foreigner? The one I wasn't expecting to give me praise. And then Jesus says this in verse 19. He said to him, rise and go, your faith is has made you well. But he already got healed. So what's different about that? Ten of them got physically healed. One of them came back with a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving. He said grace. And what he got was a Greek word called sozo. That's the word well in the Greek. Sozo means wholeness. I got my mind, my body, and my spirit healed at the feet of Jesus Christ. That's what he got. That's what gratitude can produce in your life. And gratitude walks around living life, and all of a sudden it just stops me in my tracks. And I got to redirect my attention to Jesus because he's so good. He's so faithful. And then I start believing and saying things like, man, everything that's good in my life, it came from God. Lord, whatever you've given me and entrusted to me is enough. And Lord, no matter what I'm going through, what I'm walking through, it will have purpose in your hands. And in this season, as we go into the Christmas season, and man, there is stuff you can get, and I'm not demonizing this stuff. All I'm saying is don't make it God. And I can declare with my heart of gratitude because of who Jesus is in my life, that no matter what gift I'm asking for, It never compares the gift that I've already been given. And there's somebody that hasn't been given that gift. I know that. So I want you to to bow your heads and pray with me. And then we're going to take communion together. As our, our eyes are closed and your heads are bowed, if you're joining us from Oahu or joining us... Online church anywhere or watching at a different time, that there's somebody listening today that's in our gathering that needs to be made well. You, you need to come back to the feet of Jesus or maybe you just need to find Jesus for the first time. And you have been at a distance calling out every other thing but nothing has made you well. But today... You can call upon the name of Jesus Christ. And he wants to declare, get up and go because your faith today has made you sozo, has made you completely well. I can heal your body. I can heal your mind. I can heal your marriage. I can heal your children's life. I can mend the broken relationships. I can forgive sins. That all happens under the name and under the banner of Jesus He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is Jesus and he's master. And so if you want to declare that today for your life, I want you to pray this prayer in the quiet of your heart. Just say, dear God, I admit that I have sinned. I admit that I have fallen short of your glory. But I believe that you love me. And I believe that you died for me. I believe that I'm forgiven because of your love. And today I... call you master I call you Lord would you come into my life and make me brand new I want to be a new creation no old ways no old habits no old things new creation today in the name of Jesus now everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed if you made that decision today To choose Jesus or maybe to come back to him. I want you just to raise your hand on the count of three so I can see you. I want to pray a blessing over your life. On the count of three, no one looking around. One, two, three, put your hands up. You prayed that prayer. Awesome. Awesome. All across the room. That's great. That's great. That's great. Awesome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Good. You can put them down. God bless you. If you're online, let someone know in the chat you made that decision today. I just chose Jesus. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for all the decisions today that were made to trust you, to call you Lord. We're grateful for your sacrifice on the cross and we bless your name in Jesus' And we pray. Everybody said amen. amen. Let's give the Lord a hand, Rock Church. Come on, give me a hand. Celebrate all those decisions. One last thing, I know we need to go. Would you take out your communion cup together? Very carefully, take open the top. You know where we got saying grace from? From Jesus. From Jesus and the disciples and they would gather around. In Spanish it's Santa Santa. Santa Santa. Santa Santa. Santa. I say it, that, that was a little butchered. I get it. Santa Santa. I got it. There we go. What does that mean? In English. Holy dinner, holy dinner holy dinner Mm -hmm. Jesus took bread broke it and said grace he gave thanks he told his disciples he told his friends he told his followers that would then go and become the church that we are now living in today do this as often as you can and when you do, remember me Give thanks to God for me. Give thanks for all that I've done for you. I went to the cross for you. My body was nailed to the cross. My head was pressed with thorns. My back was whipped for your sins and your transgressions. Take this now and let's thank God. Go ahead and open up the cup with the juice. Because after Jesus had finished breaking the bread, he took a cup and said, now this represents my blood that will be shed to cover the multitude of sins. My blood will be all over the cross, but when you step into a relationship with me, when the Father from heaven looks at your life, which by the way, he goes to and fro, looking to fill people, to put people on assignment, to bless people. God is looking constantly, looking constantly. And so when the Father looks at you, he doesn't see your sin. He can't see the stuff. When you're in Christ, he sees Christ. He sees the blood of Jesus all over you. We don't have anything good in us, but we have the righteousness of Christ because of Jesus. Let's thank Jesus for his blood right now. Father in heaven, thank you for sending your son Jesus. We love you. We'll never forget what he's done. We never want to move away from it. We pray that today we would live out a life of gratitude and thanksgiving. We will not forget to say grace. So thank you, Jesus, for your love for us. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. And we bless you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. 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 amen.